Hi and welcome to Data Hack Radio. This is Kunal, your host for the show. In this very special episode, we will talk to Sudalai Rajkumar, aka SRK. SRK is the top data scientist on our analytics with the leaderboard today. He is also one of the top Kagglers from India and is currently a senior data scientist at h2o.ai. SRK is obviously one of the smartest people around but what sets him apart is that he is still very down to earth and very approachable he is always keen to help out the community and his workshop the master class how to win data science challenges is one of the most sought after workshop at data hack summit in this episode we'll talk to SRK about his journey and his tips for creating a awesome career in data science thanks uh, srk for taking time out uh, for data hack radio uh, i'm really excited to have you on the show and i'm sure the community would learn a lot uh, from this uh, podcast So uh, as a starter can you tell us a bit about yourself your background how did you start your journey in data science okay great uh, thanks a lot for inviting us uh, inviting me as well kunal to this podcast yeah i am really excited to be here as well mm-hmm. so yeah firstly thanks for that one mm-hmm. so yeah so uh, coming to your question on say like uh, my background so uh yeah it's it's kind of uh, it's not very straightforward i would say looking back it's kind of very different i i did my uh, mechanical engineering so uh then like uh, in the final year like uh, i got a couple of offers so one mm-hmm. with a uh, mechanical engineering firm and another one is with a analytics company so mm-hmm. and then like back but this is back in 2010 so at that time so i mean yeah you know very well that mm-hmm. analytics is not a mainstream job right mm-hmm. now so it's 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 something like not many people are aware of and even i'm not aware of so i was mm-hmm. just uh, reading through like what exactly analytics is and uh, all those stuff so, okay so there is nothing even the term called data science at that time so it's it's Correct. called mm-hmm. as analytics yeah so so i was just looking at analytics and uh, it was mentioned that say like Uh, it will be mostly some data and some uh, maths and uh, say like finding patterns in the data and so on. So so I thought probably like uh, that sounded kind of interesting to me. So mm-hmm. so I thought probably I'll uh, have a take on that one. So like say go there and then try to mm-hmm. figure out like say what exactly it is because uh, that find I mean data and finding patterns in the data is something which which I. how to do like right from school is at least some kind of solving some puzzles and so on so yeah. so that's how like i got into the analytics field so mm-hmm. and uh, uh, this was straight out of your college so you got a analytics role uh, when you were coming out of college uh yeah that's right so i got an uh, analytics company role so when mm-hmm. i started right out of college so not Uh, really an analytics role but yeah okay. a role in analytics company mm-hmm. so when i started right out of college and say like they tested mostly on the lines of mathematical ability and like say aptitude general aptitude and so on 
Sure. And did you know coding at that time? So did they test you on coding capabilities and uh, that kind of uh, stuff? Uh, no, not really. So they didn't test me on the coding at that time. So it, mm-hmm. it was mostly like say uh, some math problems and some say puzzles and say some generic aptitude problems, not really coding. So okay. yeah, I, I don't know coding as well for that matter. So I don't know anything about, uh, <laughs> I mean, so yes, I had one C course that was just during my first semester, but yeah, by the end I completed, I have no knowledge on coding. Okay. Okay. So uh, you start with this uh, analytics firm. So what, what was your role there and, and you, how, how were the initial years? What kind of work did you do? Uh, yeah. So the thing is, uh, actually, so uh, after joining the firm, so it was more kind of a, a software engineering role is what I started with. I, and like mm-hmm. the analyst role, so or, uh, what is what it used to be called. So like say, uh, the thing is say like uh, the analysts uh, build models and I need to uh, write codes in Python. So mm-hmm. fortunately it's Python, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, looking back, it's fortunate, but yeah, yeah. it could be anything at that of time so mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i had to i mean uh, write codes in python so as to say put those models in production but yeah it's not very complex code so it's generally some uh, feature engineering areas mostly and like say uh, some uh, it, it is mostly linear or logistic models because that's that's what mostly like people used to do at that point of time right so yeah uh, that's what uh, i was working for initially like say about 10 year or so Sure. So, and this was 2011. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is. So, uh, uh, were you using pandas at that time or this was without pandas? Oh, okay. Yeah, the, we are not using pandas or numpy. I think like even numpy, we started using only lately. So, mm-hmm. it, it used to be mostly the Python native. I mean, so whatever the native packages that are available and mostly like say lists, tuples, dictionaries mm-hmm. and all those uh, things. Wow. So, so, you know, you, you've seen that time where we used to do these things without uh, NumPy or uh, Pandas. And, uh, <laughs> so things which would have taken like uh, hours are now being done in uh, in a few seconds or a few minutes. That, that's very true. Yeah, we can definitely see the power of vectorization now using all these things compared to, yeah. So, yeah. And also everything we need to uh, write codes for even aggregation. So we can't even do it directly. So we need to write codes and do that. So yeah, interesting. A very good transition now. Yeah. So so when did you uh, you know so uh, from this software engineering role, how mm-hmm. did you get into uh, data science? Or so was there a project you came across, or uh, did you change jobs? So so how did you come into uh, data uh, science? And when oh, did that okay. So it was more like, say, I mean, after a year or so, so I was like wondering what am I doing here? So mm-hmm. like, just doing kind of an introspection, most likely. So mm-hmm. uh, I was like, say, I mean, I did mechanical engineering and I know nothing about coding and like, say, I'm writing some Python codes now. So is it, uh, I mean, so why did I start this in the first thing? Mm-hmm. Then I thought, okay, so I mean, I, I joined the company because like I thought I'll work on the analytics and work with data and all those stuff. Mm-hmm. But say then it's it's more on the, uh, say software engineering where mm-hmm. I try to implement the model. So then I thought, I mean, then I uh, try to, I mean, so I, I thought, so I should apply outside and probably like I got an 
half or outside so mm-hmm. there are things I mean, in the analytics role, but then like I, uh, I told them so. Uh, like I, I, I am not really interested in writing the codes because that's not my cup of cake. And then like, uh, then I, I, I got an internal switch basically. Mm-hmm. So basically, okay. that. so mm-hmm. so and then I moved to uh, the analytics team internally. Right. And uh, what were the tools which were being used at that time? So were they open source or it was mostly SaaS or some other proprietary tools? uh okay so it, it uh so the thing is like there is both saas as well as some open source tools so basically for building the models r was primarily being used at that time so not mm-hmm. really python so i don't think we have a good modeling packages which are well adapted i think like scikit-learn was there but uh, i don't yeah. think it's it's very it much adapted yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it wasn't widely used and like say and since it's uh, mostly say linear models logistic models and there is a lot of importance that's given to all this statistical testing as well so and like say we don't i mean we at least i don't remember we having a very good statistical modeling packages in python mm-hmm. uh, as well so it, it was mostly r for uh, doing the analysis and building the models mm-hmm. and like say some of the projects were also done in saas Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, i mean deployment and all those uh, production is in python was in python mm-hmm. so you continued to build models in uh, r or saas and then deployed it in python because by that time anyway you were uh, doing the uh, software engineering and you were comfortable with python that's right yeah 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 that's that's how uh, it started but say i think like say in a uh, few months uh, so uh, the, i mean we also started exploring other uh, machine learning algorithms because uh, uh, so it was mostly linear and logistic models but when it came to other machine learning algorithms so the mostly like say the ones that are available in python were kind of uh, more easy to integrate that with the production system and also like it was kind of faster as well so mm-hmm. it was in a way kind of easier so we i mean i started working on python after some say 6 to 1 year so in the initial 6 to 1 year i was working with r and then like I, even for the modeling part i switched to python after that got it got it and uh, uh, what were the kind of problems you worked in the initial days and uh, you know what what were the kind of uh, modeling techniques which you were using at that time uh okay so uh, it, it, the initially i was working mostly on the financial domain so i uh, it uh, the problems are in the say credit risk the fraud models credit risk models uh, say repayment models uh, yeah. and some marketing models like say so these these are the main things which i was working on and then like say and as i was mentioning so i i mean so initially it, it used to be just a linear or logistic regression mm-hmm. and then uh, say uh, slowly we move to i mean random forest and gbms mm-hmm. and uh, i think like after that we we also kind of exploring i mean it was the time at which the deep learning models came into say like say more limelight so we, mm-hmm. we also I experimented with uh, some deep learning models using Tiano and Pylon too. Yeah, the initial packages, PyBrain yeah. and mm. yeah, Pylon, PyBrain, Pylon too, Yen. Mm-hmm. 
piano yeah mm-hmm. interesting and uh, and in this uh, uh, period when did you come across your first few competitions because your journey you know kaggle uh, 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 and and the competitions played a very interesting role so when did that start how did you get into your first competition and how was that experience uh yeah so actually so like say when i moved the transition into analytics team so i started also <clears throat> reading a lot of it i mean taking up some courses and like reading books to understand more about say mm-hmm. analytics in general and like say predictive analytics and then that's when i came across all those different algorithms as well so mm-hmm. i mean so one part of time i thought okay so analytics is just linear and logistic regression so <laughs> yeah i remember i i also felt that <laughs> <laughs> but then later when i when i read there was like the people mentioned about uh, random forest svms gradient mm-hmm. uh, uh, pushing machines and uh, all those other algorithms as well so then like say uh, then i i got an like say theoretical idea of like say how they work and so on but then i i didn't even get a chance to try them out in the uh, in the real time workplace because say the models which we are building were just linear and logistic model so mm-hmm. i i was looking for some data sets and say some some place where i could try to like get hands on using these models mm-hmm. so the, when i was searching for uh, good data sets and the place to try out all these models that's how like i stumbled across kaggle so mm-hmm. like at the time kaggle was there and it was about 2 years three yeah. years old i guess and uh, so then yeah I, uh, there was this uh, i think it's a stumble upon challenge Mm-hmm. there so and so people were discussing on the forums about all these different models so i got to know so people also try out all these different models and that was as i if i remember rightly a starter code given by abhishek thakur so okay. which helped me get started with uh, the, the other modeling algorithm so that's how like i start the kaggle journey started interesting when i talk to people a lot of them feel very intimidated when they come across kaggle for the first time now obviously there is a lot of startup material as well but uh, you know in those days uh, you would come across a problem and then people are talking about all sorts of algorithm which you don't even hear in your day to day basis so so did you also feel that or uh, i mean so how was the experience when you came across these wide variety of algorithms and people talking about them and getting lot better scores as opposed to what can be done with linear and logistic models yeah it was i mean it was definitely intimidating because say yeah just i mean just knowing the names itself was kind of uh, greek and latin at that time so uh, but the, yeah so there were a good discussion posts where like people generally post like say these algorithms try to mm-hmm. uh, so unlike the current ones where we directly get the code so we don't yeah. really have to uh, go try different things and do but people uh, just say okay so these are some of the algorithms which if you try will you will probably get a better score so then like and then there were also not many posts or blog posts i mean nothing like analytics there was there to go understand all those things so most likely like say i end up uh looking at the documentation of the package or like okay, at times through the code and figuring out what those different parameters are then trying picking all those parameters and coming up with the best parameters but yeah it was a very good learning experience but yeah it it took a lot of time to mm-hmm. try out all those different algorithms because like each one will take a lot of time to understand in the first place and then try out uh, 
will hit a lot of errors and then rectify it and then try again yeah mm-hmm. and how did your uh, you know schedule or work day look like because you know on one side i am uh, there would be a lot of deliverables in your roles and then then you are uh, starting to do these competitions which need a lot of uh, time and effort to learn these techniques so so how did you manage that uh yeah so the thing is say like uh, i mean yeah so obviously uh, we have a lot of commitments in the work as well so uh, usually once i come back from used to come back from the work uh, so i used to do and uh, do competition because like since it's a competition kind of environment you try to improve your score day and day right so it's yeah. it's though you you get learning as part of it it's also fun and it's also kind of an addiction i would say so mm-hmm. uh, so like it you it used to be like spend around 3 to 5 years on average every day so after wow. work coming so you'll, you'll work in office for about 7 8 hours and then you'll spend 4 to 5 hours on on these competitions uh, uh yeah yeah i think like yeah 3 to 5 years mm-hmm. generally but yeah. but the things that that's what i am saying so here okay so office work is more like a no work but here it's more like an interesting so it's yeah. just like a play games or kind of thing so because mm-hmm. like say you try to end up improving your score so so it was kind of fun great and when when did you win your first mm-hmm. competition uh, and then you know which was that competition and uh, tell us tell us a bit about that uh okay so winning winning the competition you mean yeah okay so say like uh in in kaggle so the thing is like say we we got second position in mm-hmm. uh, rain classification i mean so how much did it rain competition so it was a uh, kind of very i mean so special for me as well because like say uh so yeah i i generally tend to work alone till that point of time and like say try to improve my score and try to learn along the way so once mm-hmm. i am fairly confident that i i got some good amount of uh, knowledge and like say idea about how to do things and then like in that competition i i was kind of in the top 10 position uh, like say towards the end and then uh, so i i also got a chance to talk to marius so casano mm-hmm. who is also called as casano so who yeah. did part podcast say like sometime back so mm-hmm. i reached out to him and like asked him like say okay so yeah so uh, like probably shall we team up and like say he he was very open and like say yeah he he was a, a great kaggler at that time Correct. so he was kind yeah. of a very new kaggler so yeah he, he he was like very welcoming and he accepted my like say invitation and like say we teamed up on that one and uh, finally we ended up second on that one so so it was a good learning experience from me so then and after that i i try to team up with a lot of other fellow kagglers as well because like say mm-hmm. time when i team up i tend to learn a lot of things from different people hi all now an update to our learning paths we launched our free learning paths to become a data scientist in 2019 and a learning path for deep learning on 1st of january 2019 I'm extremely delighted to announce that more than 6000 people have benefited from these learning paths and they are getting raving reviews from our community. If you want to become a data scientist or a deep learning specialist in 2019, you just cannot miss, miss these learning paths. So head on to trainings.analyticswithya.com today 
and register for these learning paths completely free created for you to build your career in 2019. how long did it take before uh, you came second so since the time you started participating in competitions till the time you actually came second how uh, how long was that period i think it yeah it took a good amount of time at least for me because mm-hmm. uh, i was not an expert both in coding as well as in data science so it it took i think like one and a half to two years maybe i guess i mean so mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah somewhere around one and a half to two years right and uh, uh after that as you said you started participating in teams as well so so how uh, how did you uh, you know choose the competitions because during this period the comp- number of competitions also started increasing on kaggle right so so uh, i mean were you participating in every competition or you were being selective so how did you decide which ones to participate and and how to go about doing it? Oh, okay so uh, at that time i generally tend to uh, participate in almost all the competitions except for the ones which are like say really huge in the in the sense like say the size of the data set say if, if it's in multiple gbs then then like i i generally tend to work with my laptop so mm-hmm. uh, so generally working on files which are like say greater than 10 gbs uh, i i won't be able to build models in my laptop so sure. i i tend to avoid those competitions but on the other hand i tend to do uh, most of the other competitions but say mm-hmm. at at point at a given point of time i try to do two for sure so i mean so say if i if there are three four competitions running so mm-hmm. i'll i'll try to see which uh, two will best suit for me in the in the sense like with respect to the computing with respect to the knowledge that i have or the learning that i will make from that mm-hmm. uh, so that i do too because like say most of the times we we might stuck uh, reach a plateau in one of the competition so mm-hmm. like not sure like what to do for the next couple of days or like say we won't have any good idea so at that time i'll switch to the other competition do something on that one mm-hmm. and when i come back to the old competition probably something new will come to arise when when we like stay away and like take a uh, like look from outside so so that's mm-hmm. how i used to participate so on one hand you were you know participating in these competitions and solving new problems uh, were there benefits you were getting in your uh, uh, you know day role uh, so to speak uh, in terms of you know trying out some of these things back and then how did this uh, you know participating in competitions versus uh, applying them in industry go and uh, i mean what kind of differences uh, did you start noticing okay so uh, yeah fortunately say so like even in my role as well so i i was part of the r&d team so as okay. a, as a result like say that there were some explorations that were going on along mm-hmm. with say like the other, i mean the usual models that that we used to build like mm-hmm. logistic one so what are the other techniques that we can use uh, like say so as that so that our uh, i mean accuracy can improve so mm-hmm. so once i have got some knowledge from all these competitions i was able to like transfer the knowledge that i learned from using mm-hmm. all these different modeling techniques into the real life as well so that was kind of useful at least for me in mm-hmm. in that part in that exploration part interesting so uh, so you you saw a lot of complementary things coming out uh, uh, because of this yeah that's right that's definitely right at least in my case so uh, because that 
uh, the, we were exploring about the other modeling techniques as well at that time so it was really helpful to uh, i mean for the experimentation part in the day work so mm-hmm. it was kind of faster because i have some knowledge on using them on the, the competitions sure but uh, you know a lot of times people say that uh, competitions are not as relevant in uh, in in real life uh, uh, do you do you kind of uh, agree to that what what's your view on that uh, okay so the thing is say like there are uh, much more others i mean there are other skills as well that needs to be uh, uh, i mean complementing the machine learning or the mm-hmm. modeling skills that we get from the competitions it's not mm-hmm. that it's not relevant mm-hmm. it's, it's just that we will need uh, uh, many other skills as well along with the modeling skills to be like say uh, to be a better uh, like data scientists are a better uh, problem solving persons in general in the industry because like say in in the competitions we most of the times we get uh, proper clean data in a, in a single csv file mm-hmm. so we generally don't get uh, such such things in in real life so we we need to first first the thing is like say in say like in any data hack, hack i mean in any hackathon so like we will just get a proper structured problem statement okay so this is what you are going to do but in real life first thing is like say we need to figure out like what we are going to do in the first place and then like say we need to uh, talk to different teams and come up with the uh, data sets that are available and then like put them all together and then clean them so this this takes up a lot of time mm-hmm. and then finally like convincing the like managerial team to like say okay so this is something which we, which is definitely useful and which can use which can be used in taking business decisions so these two parts generally like we we don't learn too much in the competitions but i think like these days there are some open ended competitions as well like where yeah. even some data sets you come up with whatever uh, suggestions that you have but yeah mm-hmm. in general like say but say definitely all these other parts like from that we we get a lot of uh, things so mm-hmm. basically like uh, it it helps a lot of uh, data understanding data intuition so that like say once you have a data then you you get to know like say uh, what type of features generally work well or what type of mm-hmm. algorithms generally work well so it 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 generally helps us uh, iterate our experiments in a much faster way because like right. say in generally in general competitions like we do iterations at a much faster pace because like they set the timeline uh, mm-hmm. so similarly like say once you start doing that that will get a practice and like say you can definitely use that in your day to day life and most likely you you'll know so okay say trying if there are five options you know mm-hmm. okay so this is the most uh, probable option of getting the success so you probably you probably will start with that one and then go with the lower probability because you you get a data intuition basically so and also okay. most of the times it also helps in structured thinking as in like say okay so after this do this do this do this because like it's it's kind of you kind of we kind of get used to it so doing it repeatedly for in multiple competitions so mm-hmm. we get that structured critical thinking part as well so so these are some of the good sure. things that we'll learn from the competitions yeah, yeah. in fact i was uh, about to ask that because uh, whenever i've seen you participating in uh, analytics with their hackathons uh, you know you tend to come up with the initial solutions very quickly after downloading the data so so uh, you know i was about to ask what was uh, the the magic secret behind that 
yeah so and also yeah so uh, just to add on top of that so most likely like people who also participate regularly on the competitions also create a generic code base so mm-hmm. they have the functions or their own kind of code generic code base ready so uh, they could just uh, pull up the codes from the code base and just based on the problem mm-hmm. uh, just use the same code base to do the iterations at a much faster pace so mm-hmm. that's that's one more reason as well so along with the data intuition as well as the structured thinking uh, we mm-hmm. develop over the years so sure. that's that's one more thing as well got it and uh, which was the first uh, analytics with their competition you you came across and uh, 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 how was that experience dif- uh, in comparison to kaggle uh, okay so i i just have to go back and see the exact mm-hmm. competition name but i think like i i ended up third i guess in that competition so uh, that's something which i still remember but mm-hmm. yeah so but it was it was really good so experience but uh, because uh, i think like we we already have in analytics with you some two two competitions before that but mm-hmm. i was not aware of that one but then like when he came to know that we have uh, some i mean we have a competition in india as well so then then i started looking into that one and it was it was a really nice experience and yeah and 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 it was also good for me that because i ended up in the leaderboard as well <laughs> okay great great and uh, so for someone uh, who is let's say you know uh, trying to build their career in data science so obviously they need to you know go through the learning of concepts the mathematics etc but uh, in addition to that what are some of the things which you would uh, recommend to a person uh, so that you know he can uh, come up uh, and become a better data scientist overall so what are some of the things you would recommend uh, to a person who is let's say who is already learning the concepts but uh, what should the person do over and above that Oh, okay so uh, uh, just to recap so i mean uh, rephrase so like say uh, apart from learning the theoretical concepts so what are all the other things oh, okay yeah. great so yeah so now i remember the competition as well so yeah just before just to conclude the previous question so mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, find the next brain wong so the name okay. of the competition <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it's the third competition by analytics mm-hmm. uh yeah so yeah but yeah so coming to this question now so uh say like so this is uh, something which is really interesting so question because i like uh obviously getting the theoretical understanding and the knowledge is very important but uh, for from an real life industry experience i i also uh, i mean feel that uh, getting the hands on is kind of very very important mm-hmm. so because like say uh, theory part we'll get to know, understand the concept but say like applying uh, the data science concepts on the real world data sets and getting some experience is a, a different uh, game altogether yeah. so uh, so uh, obviously one very good choice is to like say play with some real world data sets and try to solve the problems as much as you can like through uh, the hackathons so hackathons mm-hmm. is definitely one of the much better ways because like say we 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 tend to get data sets and we also tend to uh, place ourselves like say where we stand with respect to the other people so like say mm-hmm. are we uh, good enough or like where, where we should improve and all these different questions can be answered mm-hmm. by for us so so that's definitely one thing which which we can 
do and then mm-hmm. like say one i mean apart from hackathons one another thing is like say we can also okay so one shortcoming which we were also talking is say like say we won't get to understand like say that data i mean framing the problem and like say data collection and all those things won't mm-hmm. we won't get a good experience by participating in hackathon so probably like say one 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 thing could be like to just come up with a i mean say generic problem which will be helpful for people and then try to collect the data from some mm-hmm. different sources which are available online and then try to put together and then try to solve the problem and showcasing it in github or writing mm-hmm. a blog post on that how the entire process happened so that's that's definitely one uh, very good thing which will be really helpful so that's mm-hmm. one of the thing and mm-hmm. obviously there are a lot of open source projects that are available so uh, uh contributing to that open source project will also help or work with several other people as a group as a team like get mm-hmm. a, a good experience on like say how to develop a data science uh projects working in a team so so that's that's one more thing as well so these are some examples that are that are right on top of my mind to say sure. get some real world experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh in terms of uh you know the skill set or the areas where a data scientist should focus so so what are some of the key things which a person should uh, make sure that they are good at uh, from a let's say three to five year perspective so uh, you know because uh, today data science has become uh, a big uh, domain in itself and you know uh, so so are there uh, let's say two three areas which you recommend which a person should definitely learn uh, as part of the journey uh two three areas in the sense is, is it more like say mathematics statistics kind of thing or is it more like a two three uh, two so for example yeah so do you uh, focus on nlp problems or computer vision problems or machine learning problems so i mean uh, because you know what is happening is the domain is increasingly becoming uh, more and more and uh, a lot of people right. ask yeah. this question that uh, you know now that there is so much to learn uh, uh, how do i keep pace with it or uh, how do i develop myself as a data scientist so so are there any specific areas which you think would be more useful to learn early in the journey uh, for a data scientist uh okay so i think uh, say early in the journey it's it's good to know a broad idea of like uh, i mean all the basic concepts mm-hmm. but then like as you mentioned like say since uh, the field is like say vastly emerging as well as like say vastly expanding day by day so mm-hmm. say depending on the domain or the depending on the type of problem so i i think like all these three things will by by itself will be huge uh meaning say the nlp one one hand and like say computer vision or say on the other hand and uh, say structure data problems on the third hand so mm-hmm. say all these things will will grow huge and like each will have their own potential opportunities and mm-hmm. so like say depending on like which type of problem and which domain are, are we generally like concentrating on so it would be good to focus uh, more on that particular uh, thing so for example say if it's a structured data problems and then like it would be really great to put more focus on say like uh, all these feature engineering skills and all the traditional ml models and all those things as mm-hmm. and say like if it's more on the computer vision or say like with respect to nlp so com- mostly like with respect on structured data so uh, it it would be good to have uh, more things on 
like say deep learning uh, and then like say if it's a, a computer vision then more likely on the all these pre-trained models and all those stuffs with respect to and all the research papers that come up with respect to the computer vision or if it's nlp then like uh, all those important things with respect to nlp like say about models and all those stuff mm-hmm. so so first it's good to get a broad understanding of the basics but then like after that depending on the type of work that we are interested on and the type of work that we are doing so it's it's definitely like say go deep into one particular area and be a professional in that one because mm-hmm. i think like yeah as you mentioned like with time so we'll have separate experts for each of these things and each of them is a very huge thing on its own Dear listener as you just heard from SRK computer vision and NLP are going to be exciting careers for tomorrow more than 80% of the data available in this world is in unstructured format and most of this would be text or images you need skills like computer vision and natural language processing if you need to be future ready as a data scientist we have our popular courses NLP using Python and computer vision using deep learning available today on trainings.analyticswithya.com you get weekly office hours and support for 40 hours per week along with real life projects as part of these courses enroll now and get 10% off on these courses today if you have to you know take a step back and uh, think about the domain growth what are you know broadly two three trends which you see in industry so how do you see uh, you know let's say uh, what what can people expect in next two to three years uh, in domain uh, with respect to the tools techniques or developments so one thing which i am currently working on is nlp so mm-hmm. uh, at least with respect to nlp i think yeah it's it's moving more towards the transfer learning approach that we used to take with respect to the computer vision yeah. so so i think in another 2 3 years we'll we'll have a very i mean we, i i i hope like we'll get really good models with respect to mm-hmm. the nlp as well compared to the computer vision and there will be like multiple applications emerging yeah. because of the new uh, things that we'll like come up with the in with respect to nlp so this i think like this year that has been there has been a tremendous uh, growth with respect to the research in nlp so there are like several good papers and several good implementations that has come up right. so, so so i think next 2 3 years similar to what we see there are several applications developed on top of computer vision over the last 2 3 years so we'll mm-hmm. also see several applications certain products built on top of nlp so i think that's that's something definitely watch out for mm-hmm. and yeah so reinforcement learning is definitely one thing which 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 should which should come up and like say we will get to uh, build some really cool projects and like say mm-hmm. some really cool algorithms around that mm-hmm. and yeah that's one another thing and i think yeah and another thing definitely is the auto ml part so like say uh, there has been quite a few things working on around the auto ml as well so like mm-hmm. most of the i mean generic task which we repeatedly used to do probably might get say automated as well so say mm-hmm. something like a parameter tuning or something like a generic feature creations which which involves 
say like say interactions of two yeah. features three features which we repeatedly try and figure out which what is the best feature based on the cross validation scores mm-hmm. so so i think yeah these are some overall trends Sure. On the auto ML part specifically, uh, glad that you mentioned because uh, you know now that you are working with H two O, obviously you are in middle of things. But uh, so, uh, have you changed your uh, competition workflow with auto ML coming in? So, so now are there parts where you use a, uh, either a driverless AI or some other part which they do and and some of your old scripts combined to give you better results, or are you are still relying on your uh, uh scripts which you had written to to participate in competitions nowadays okay so this thing is like say i i okay so there's a i mean change in the process as well so like say with with the help of travel say now i am kind of uh okay not with the open source say automobile because mm-hmm. you don't have the feature engineering part there right? so mm-hmm. but with travel say so uh, ultimately we uh, i mean so instead of like i manually trying out the feature combinations like say if there is a ratio variable of two 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 variables then generally it's more like a one is based on the understanding of the data and like say try out different combinations and come up with the best one so mm-hmm. like say if i run a driverless say model so most likely i'll get all those two and at times three and four feature combinations so that that turns out to be important for the data set so mm-hmm. if if i have that uh, thing ready like easily available for me in another uh, say one or i mean maybe a couple of hours then like say mm-hmm. instead of me spending time over there figuring out which feature is actually uh, inter- i mean so combination of which feature is actually giving me a good result so i i get them in couple of hours and then i directly use them in my models so mm-hmm. it's kind of improving my process flow but yeah there is a lot of other feature engineering as well so which generally i used to do after that because winning mm-hmm. the competition also involves a lot of hard work right yeah so mm-hmm. but yeah definitely it, it helps a lot to improve my speed up my process mm-hmm. so uh, so in terms of uh, you know if i have to just extended basis that that's that's how you uh, see automobile coming in industry so it starts kind of taking up some of the processes which are uh, well defined but take up time and uh, a lot of iterations is that is that that's what? right that's right yeah yeah that's what at, at least i i, I think like i'm uh, seeing so the thing is mm-hmm. uh, say things that usually takes up a lot of time so we need to Uh, say like say tune the models and then like uh, param- do parameter tuning and like wait for some time and like see the result and then like tune some other parameter and come up with the, so so that type of things and like say probably like say if there is an interaction variable that turns out to be important and like say i i need to try out all the different possible combinations and come up with the best one mm-hmm. so these are the things that i think like will be speeding up and will help the user to fasten up the process but i think like say the domain specific ideas and all those different uh, things that a user get from the business perspective and all those stuff yeah uh, so yeah i think like that i don't know like how how far are we there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. so yeah it, it will definitely be a say process enhancer so yeah got it got it interesting uh and uh, one last question before we uh, you know run out of time so you know the assuming you were uh, starting your journey 
today uh, so you you uh, graduated out of uh, uh, college and uh, you know you're now thinking uh, what to do next how would you go about shaping your career and what are some of the things where you would focus uh, uh, uh as as a data scientist so i mean first of all would you become a data scientist and if yes then <laughs> how would you go about learning data science uh okay that's a tough question you would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but the stone for the most like this okay so uh yeah i mean i think yeah so definitely i i i would still go for the data scientist role because mm-hmm. i generally have the passion for that one so uh i think from as i was mentioning so i uh, most likely it's it's good to know the concepts and basics of all the i mean say mm-hmm. from, say some some basics of uh, statistics some basics of probability some st- basics of machine learning data science and so on mm-hmm. uh, but then like uh, then i i would stick to one thing i mean one thing which is really interesting sure. to me either like whether it's a nlp or like say a computer vision or say mm-hmm. or it could be a domain specific thing as well so probably like say sure. i want to do more like on the healthcare or like more on the manufacturing or more on the uh, say education or more on the retail because like mm-hmm. i think like now the industry has been vastly expanding and there are like say even say if you just go into a particular domain of healthcare there are like so many things that you can do and like so many things we can learn and we can implement so so like mm-hmm. uh, a focused approach on one particular thing whether it could be more specific to domain or more specific to uh, uh that type of uh, data the type of uh, model so that 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 would be better i guess sure yeah. sure great great no thanks thanks for uh, you know uh, <coughs> sharing your uh, advice and that work. uh and as i said there there is a lot of uh, learning and a lot of uh, perspective uh, in that and i'm sure the community would uh, learn a lot from that uh anything else which you would want to mention to uh, to the community anything else which you would want to say uh, uh okay firstly thanks a lot again for uh, like giving me an opportunity to be a part of this podcast i really enjoyed it as well so uh, i think yeah also i mean one really important thing which i always feel is say uh, so apart from the theory and the conceptual knowledge so it's it's definitely like i mean i think it's it's a must to have a hands on experience and like say being hands on and trying out things on our own because mm-hmm. this these two are like entirely different at least with respect to the data science because with hands on we are we tend to get a lot of different experience so so mm-hmm. i would suggest like say everyone to uh, be hands on like as much as possible so as to like say stay updated and like and it is also essential this is a fast changing field so whatever is mm-hmm. available there today like will be obsolete probably in next couple of years so we we always it's it's good for us to be keep a tab on like say what's changing in this field and try to keep us updated so yeah mm-hmm. those are sure. two things which definitely Sure. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, uh, Kunal. Sir. Yeah. Thank you.